1: 2561729 and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show it's Afterbuzz TV Survivor after show hey guys bing is for doing and we're doing another
2: episode after show of Survivor season 26 fans Woo! versus favorites it is episode 6 and i am joined by the one the only the talented, beautiful legend of Survivor, Jerry Manthey. <laughs>
3: Hello, Justin. Hello. I love that it's just the two of us tonight. It is just the two of us.
2: <laughs> we did a vote earlier this week. AJ and Ryan did not make it through the vote.
3: No, they were voted off the uh, show.
2: Jerry and I had a top secret alliance, and uh, (laughs) we just demolished them. Tore them up. Didn't see it coming.
3: Not even, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, AJ and Ryan are, unfortunately, they can't be here tonight, so it is just Jerry and myself. And we are excited to be here talking about the latest episode of Survivor, Brandon Free.
3: He's gone. He is so gone. So, Brandon out there, if you're watching, I don't need to talk about you anymore. So, moving <laughs> so on. Well, there was a episode. little. Oh, we have to
2: talk about it a little bit. There was a little, <laughs> kind of a little Twitter and uh, YouTube comments about your hate for the Hanses.
3: Yeah, that I was talking too much. He said I was talking too much crap about him, and I'm like... Dude, that's what this show is all about. Mm-hmm. Like, that is our job weekly to talk crack, crap about everybody. So get over it, man. You're the one who put yourself out there like that. And boy, did you give us a lot of material to talk about. <laughs> so, and, and
2: what would Jerry be without talking bad about someone a little bit nah, in the survivor world? I don't,
3: you know, it's not that I talk bad yeah. about people. It's just that I just call it like it is. Yeah. And that was.
2: Well, if, if you Ridiculous. can't, if you can't, if you dish it, you have to get it in return. Then Yes. I think that's kind of how it is. So if you go out there and you make a scene like Brandon did last week, mm-hmm. or you are Russell making kind of the, the claims and kind of just going after people, you have to be able to take it in return.
3: Yeah. If you can't take it, don't dish it out. Mm-hmm. It's very simple, basic. Yeah. <gasps> we have a caller. Already? Oh, oh my gosh.
2: gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, we're starting it off right. Hello. Who's on the line?
0: Uh Grant. Is this Dancing with the Stars? Oh jeez. <laughs> are, are you kidding No No it's not Dancing with the Stars. Oh stuff. Grant Grant, you <laughs> watch Survivor computer Screen.
3: Bad, bad. Grant, Grant, you're calling
2: for Survivor, oh, right? Sorry. Oh You got anything
3: to say about Survivor? <laughs> Uh, That would be no dead
2: air. Oh, thanks for calling, Grant, (laughs) even though Dancing with the Stars is uh, on Mondays and Tuesdays.
3: How does that even happen? I don't know.
2: This is for Survivor. It's either someone's calling it for Dallas or Dancing with the Stars. We need you to call in for Survivor, everyone.
3: Yes. And if you're calling in, call 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729 to talk about Survivor.
2: I love it. You have a very good kind of infomercial voice, Jerry.
3: Thank you. You
2: should do that. (laughs) So at the beginning of the episode, we did have the post-Brandon aftermath where we got to see the favorites return to camp. And everyone just basically kind of the same sentiment. We can breathe now. We can, you know, just live in peace on our beach, live in peace on our tribe. And actually... Philip and Cochran had some funny comments about it. Yeah, Phillip. I think
3: Cochran said uh, it was one flew over the cuckoo's nest around here, but Brandon flew <laughs> flew the coop, and now we're left with Philip. <laughs> yeah.
2: So they get rid of, get rid of one crazy, and clearly they got Philip left. I so. love Cochran. Yeah. I
3: swear, I, I I wish I would have spent more time with him. Now there was a few times we were both in New York at the same oh, time, neat. and. Uh, Uh, now I'm really excited to meet him now that I'm getting to see his his. uh his I think I forgot line.
2: on his original season how kind of endearing and, and kind of relatable and just kind of fun personality that he did have. Yeah. And I think on his season, he was always on the outs. So we're now seeing him kind of in a position of being comfortable and being in power. So I think it's interesting to see... His personality, it's the same at the core, but then with some a little power, it's more fun to watch him.
3: Yeah. He's very entertaining and he's always got these great sound bites that yeah. sum everything up in a very catchy phrase. Very
2: catchy. <laughs> so on the fan side we see Reynolds and uh, you know, basically focus on Reynold, foreshadowing for the episode, basically about the preview last week of an imminent swap coming up. And and Reynold basically says, you know, we need to switch things up, switch things up. And basically what happens when they go to the fake reward challenge, there is a tribal swap. Now, Jerry, let's talk a little <laughs> bit about this tribal swap. You've actually oh. been involved in a few tribal swaps before. I have. So in your seasons, when obviously there's the idea of a swap coming, do you guys basically know when the swap is going to happen or is it kind of a surprise?
3: Um, As I recall, they were generally a complete Surprise. complete surprise yeah i mean it's easy when you're watching the show the way they piece things together you can mm-hmm. see it coming but mm-hmm. when you're out there you know you have days where you do absolutely nothing for 24 hours and everybody's like eh, you know what's gonna happen What's?" Yeah. and then when it does happen it's it always shakes things up
2: so before it happens how much strategy or kind of prep it goes into thinking of if there's a swap what do we do how much strategizing goes in before the potential and the actuality of a swap happening
3: um, well, the last time I played, we didn't really discuss a swap. We mm-hmm. were all just waiting for the merge. And, and, and I think that's probably more so the strategy that goes on is like towards what's going to happen when we merge. Mm-hmm. Not so much when we swap, because that is one of those things that just rarely gets thrown into the mix. Yeah. Um, you know. But we, <laughs> we saw that coming. And yeah. I, I will say this, as much as I hate to talk about it, I still have to bring to the attention of the viewers because I know I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, the way Jeff uh, approached people to choose eggs mm-hmm. was a little strange to me, like why all the eggs weren't in one basket. There was like two bowls and he very clearly went to one group with one yeah. bowl and then the other group with the other bowl. Yeah. it.
2: I would, I would be interested in going back and kind of watching it again, because we have it on a live stream here, watching it on DVR just to kind of look at that moment a little bit more, because clearly, like you said, there were two bowls. With different eggs in them Mm -hmm. so it's interesting in thinking of are the eggs randomly put in the bowls you know obviously there's
3: i hope orange and
2: purple eggs right are they randomly put in jeff has no idea or is one bowl completely orange eggs one bowl completely purple eggs or does one bowl have six eggs for the fans and three of those eggs are orange and three are purple and then the other one has eight eggs for the favorites and four are orange and four are purple who really knows? And I mean, clearly, we would never know no. because that's part of the production of the show.
3: I think there should have been one big basket mm-hmm. with what was what is that seven? How many eggs would that be totaled? we <laughs> were doing fourteen. Mad,
2: uh, <laughs> Eight 14. <plus> six. Yeah,
3: <laughs> fourteen. Of course. Yeah, I yeah. think there should have been one basket with fourteen eggs in it, and people draw from it randomly. I didn't understand. Well, here's that a question: in think.
2: terms of I don't know, in terms of Survivor rules or the game, if the producers wanted to, the, basically the shakedown when we got to the swap. Half of the, each tribe went to half of the other tribe, so we had six fans, three on one tribe and three on the other after the swap, and then we had eight favorites, four one on one tribe and four one on the other. So it was a complete even breakdown. Mm-hmm. In the past, it hasn't been complete even breakdowns. So is that, or could it be, a decision of the production saying we wanted to be an even breakdown, or did it just randomly happen that way?
3: We'll never know.
2: Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, do you know in the rules? Do you know in the rules as a player?
3: They can do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. That's uh, pretty much the contract is... It
2: seems as a fan, as a fan, a swap that happens completely even split down the middle when the favorites and fans have six versus eight, it's completely unfair to the fans. Yeah. Completely unfair. If you are a fan on the Tribe of Six, you're hoping for a swap, yes, but if you go into a swap where it's going to be three versus four, you are up a creek for the rest of the season. The rest... Of the time you're you're playing catch up,
3: but look at what the fans did. There was four of them Mm -hmm. and three favorites, and the four split into two groups that were like totally you know polar opposites of each other, and tried to play the the favorites against the other fans. It was, I don't know. I, I think anytime that there's a swap and people go into that situation. Uh, just revealing everything, Mm -hmm. it's always a huge mistake. You've got to hold your cards close. I don't care if you think that they might be beneficial or not. At the very beginning, hold them close. Don't show anything until you fully understand where you're at and how you fit into this new scenario.
2: Which is exactly what didn't happen. So let's go specifically down the new tribes. We have the Orange Tribe, which is the... The good-looking
3: tribe. The good-looking, young,
2: <laughs> bold, and the beautiful tribe. It ended up being from... Yeah. <laughs> it ended up being from the fans, Eddie and Reynolds, who obviously have been together from the start, and then Sherry. So those are the three fans. And then you had Brenda, Eric... Malcolm and Andrea. So right away, we get a soundbite and a quote from Eddie saying, we are the good-looking, young, hot tribe. Did he not learn anything from before? No. No. No, he didn't. No, not at all. So right away, again, it's the the hot, young tribe or alliance. It's not going to be an alliance. Versus then the (laughs) random tribe, which on the other side we have on the fans, Michael, Matt, and Julia. And then on the favorites, we have Philip. Cochran, Don and Corinne. So clearly the Bacall tribe is the dysfunctional tribe.
3: I just realized that my math was off again, which is it happens all the time. And it's 4 and 3, 4 and yeah, 3. I,
2: know. That's what I was thinking so. earlier I was like, Jerry's math, I'm not going to call her out. No, on please it yet. call me out on it.
3: My math is so bad. I clearly was not a mathematician for a reason. Um yeah, the fans are screwed. So, I mean,
2: look at <laughs> look at the swap right away automatically. Even with just Brandon gone, the entire favorite tribe at this point in the game is one alliance of eight. Yeah. Yes, they have their inner factions, but the people on the outside of it, Eric and Brenda, it seems like they don't have a clue that they're on the outs of it unless they have some secret ins we don't know about. But it's, so far, it seems like you have the six that have been working together a Stealth R Us, and then you have the outliers, Brenda and Eric, and they're really, so far, clearly not making any moves. But you have this unit of eight that's split in four. They have three coming in. The fans are
3: screwed. Yeah, just eliminate the fans and go back to the favorites. It's, yeah. You know, God hope that doesn't happen because that will be so predictable mm. and boring. This episode was already pushing it a little bit. It was a little And I think that's what we
2: were kind of mentioning. This was a very kind of predictable episode after we saw the swap. We were excited for the swap. We really wanted to shake things up. I was personally hoping that Reynolds and Sherry would maybe somehow get past their differences and align (laughs) together and go through some survivor therapy or something. And clearly, (laughs) that did not happen. I was rooting for those two because I think out of the fans, they're two two of my favorites on the fan side. But, I mean, it's, it's like you said earlier. The fans are one, at a disadvantage number-wise, but then they're also at a disadvantage because they're just stupid. What happened to right uh, away when you have the, the orange tribe go to go to their beach? The fans immediately out each other out.
3: Survivor 101. So what,
2: tell, what is Survivor 101, what don't you do, Jerry?
3: You don't reveal your cards. You don't mm-hmm. share information about what happened before you merged with people who aren't on your tribe. You just don't share that information.
2: So here's a question. You know you're in this minority of three and you have the four favorites coming in. You don't have a secure alliance in that three. It seems like clearly they were showing their cards because they were jockeying for position. You have Reynold and Eddie wanting to get in with the favorites right away because Mm -hmm. they know they don't like and trust Sherry. Then you have Sherry knowing she has to get in with the favorites right away. The men go with the men. The girls with the girls. Yeah,
3: it was total girls boys. Girls
2: versus boys. (laughs) And they share the information clearly. Because they know they don't have the numbers, so they want a jockey so they're not the first one out. Where, Let's say they went with Survivor 101. What would those three have done? What should they have done?
3: I mean, well, that's the thing, too. They're kind of screwed. They're screwed. So there really was no good way to do it. I just personally wouldn't share yeah. so much information right up front.
2: Or you try and get a little information from the other side before you give information.
3: Although I, I think... Um, I don't know if I was Sherry, I definitely if I was going to go ahead and share that information, I would have um, at least made it sound like the two of the other two guys together were a definite threat. I mm-hmm. mean, that's the obvious in that situation is that any two team situation versus one lonely yeah. woman, it's obvious who's going to be the most. Yeah. We have another caller. Oh, wow. I wonder if they want to talk about Survivor. Oh, wait, wait, no, I don't this, know. Let's try. What show? Are you calling <laughs> no, for
0: Survivor? Hello, who's on the line? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm calling for Survivor.
2: Yes, who is this?
3: Yay! Uh,
0: it's Alex from New Jersey. Hey, Alex, how's it going? Nothing much. Just <laughs> watch the show, like you guys. It's oh, great! Totally pumped.
2: So, are you rooting for the fans or the favorites?
0: Um, I mean, I like Sherry, but like since Laura's been booted, like I'm, I'm mostly leaning for the favorites.
2: Who's who do you like out of the favorites?
0: Um, the people we don't see, Eric and Brenda. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so are, do you like them because of their performance and their their characters from the previous season and you're kind of loyal to them or do you like them because of what they're not doing on this season?
0: Um, well, for Eric, I didn't really like him on this original season, but in the premiere, I liked him. For Brenda... I liked her on Nicaragua and now she's just not getting anything.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, what do you make of Brenda not even basically being on this season? I thought Who's going Brenda? into this season, yeah, <laughs> who is Brenda? Exactly. I thought going into this season, Brenda was going to be a force to reckon with. So, what do you think? Um, what do you think? Like, of, what do you think Brenda's strategy is? Is she playing a good game?
0: Um, like, I, like, I'm like i kind of like a survivor nerd, so I watch those, like, CBS secret scenes, and, like, I watched, like, Brenda's, like, her, like, confessionals, but they don't show, and, like, she's basically, like, playing a very, like, under-the-radar game since she's on the outs. Like, mm-hmm. she's, like, she has no allegiances. Like, she's basically saying that, like, she's just talking to people. Like, she's not really strategizing much because she's on the outs originally on this tribe. Mm-hmm.
3: Wow. Yeah, she's playing totally under the radar. Like um near invisible.
0: <laughs> Which is Yeah, it's <laughs> I was surprised when Jeff like just like, randomly said Brenda. I'm like, oh, wait, oh yeah, she's she's on season. Like, yeah, oh, God, she
3: was there. that's my joke this season. I'm gonna get T-shirts made that say, "Who's Brenda?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's clearly a strategy that we see season after season of people just laying low and playing under the radar. But I think what's shocking to me about Brenda is she, that was not how she played her first season. She was aggressive. She was a dominant yeah. force as a as a female player in the game. So to see her consciously now, if she is consciously making that decision. Then I give her credit as a strategy, but it's just kind of boring. It's boring. (laughs) It's
3: not good TV. I feel like
0: I I was kind of hoping with the flock coming that she might do something, but it doesn't even look like the new goat is ever going to go to tribals. It's It's so
3: stacked. Yeah. yeah, that that tribe is strong. It is strong. They're I, young and beautiful and strong. I do
2: think though, <laughs> M- oh, Brenda, Brenda's hey. Brenda's best ally on that tribe is Sherry. That's going to be where she maybe will make something happen. Is with Sherry because
3: yeah, probably,
0: yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. They, they were
3: hanging out together, so mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I hope Sherry sticks around because I really like her I too. Like Sherry too. I think. I mean, I I think I she's representing us. You know, middle-aged women, uh, well. Middle-aged?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, what are you talking about? You're still in your 20s.
3: Oh, no, I'm not. Come on. So
2: what did you think of tonight's episode specifically? Did you like it? Did you um, think it was boring?
3: <laughs> it was
0: boring like, until, like, until like Corinne started talking and Corinne's snarkiness brought it. Like, I actually laughed when she was yep. talking in confessional and i was actually surprised by the boot because i actually thought like julia was going uh, yeah, we're
2: sure both does. really bummed so bummed
3: love
0: matt because like, matt. it spikes up airtime usually that means if someone invisible pops up on the screen it's like oh they're gone you
2: are a student of the game
0: yeah <laughs> and then like all of a sudden like i was shocked i'm like oh i actually like that i was Actually, saw it for one. Yeah,
3: I loved Matt. He was good. I'm really sad.
2: Yeah, it's it's a bummer because he, I think he was he was the first victim of this. I didn't, I don't want to say unfair, but this swap that basically ended up being unfair well, and how the divide happened.
0: Mm-hmm. It kind of goes back to when he, like when he was the one who wanted to boot Laura, mm-hmm. and like let's say if he actually kept Laura and got rid of one of Eddie and Reynolds, if Laura would happen to be on the tribe that he was on. She was so weak. No one was going to keep Laura. So she was probably going to be like the first boot... Well, swap, I actually so. kind
2: of disagree with you because if you look at the decision that the favorites made on that tribe, they completely voted for Matt strategically mm-hmm. because they they were so scared of oh, an yeah, idol true, play. That's
0: true. Yeah, they were, <laughs> they
2: were so scared of an idol play, and they just truly believed Matt is being honest with us. He does not have the idol, so he's our sure bet. If he doesn't have the idol, he's a threat. He's got an oh, alliance, like, and he doesn't have an idol. He's a bigger threat than Julia, you
0: know?
3: And if he was gay, I mean- he'd still be there, <laughs> Brynn likes her gaze.
0: <laughs> True that, but, like, just, like, Julia wasn't that bad at challenges. I mean, Laura, like, she couldn't even swim. Like, she was, like, swimming all in the back. Like, I mean, we, we couldn't even, like, possibly keep her. Yeah.
2: It, Laura, is, it's funny because I think Laura is one of the it, she seemed like she had the potential to be one of the best strategic players we've seen in this season oh, yeah, Or or in a long time as a young fan. woman on the show Huge fan, really smart, making big moves right away And it just stinks that you, this is where Survivor is so different from other reality shows The physical side of it does play a huge role And I, I can't think of another a recent contestant like Laura Who has been so good strategically but just so unbalanced physically That that's why she got booted, you know?
0: Yeah, it sucks, but, <laughs> it's but it sucks.
2: Who are you hoping would take home the 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 win this season?
0: I mean, since obviously it's not going to be Eric or Brenda, I'm
3: actually
0: rooting
2: for Sherry. <laughs> Sherry, all right. Ah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like it. I'd be
3: happy with that.
2: Yeah, I like it. But so beyond this season, fans versus favorites. Who is your all time favorite Survivor? And you you can't Ooh. say Jerry, or you can say Jerry. Sure, you can.
3: <laughs>
0: Since I can't say Jerry, I mean.
2: Besides Jerry, Um, besides Jerry, all time (laughs) favorite.
3: Oh, you.
0: You're a
2: huge super
0: fan. I have to go to Parvati, Actually, I mean, uh she she she's a popular one. Yeah, all around good player. I mean, she. I mean, I feel like people usually say Boston Rob, but I mean, he won his fourth try. I mean. Yeah. And well, the people on Redemption Island weren't really that...
3: Poverty's a good choice. I mean, I, I voted for her to win in Heroes and Villains for yeah. a reason. She's a force to be reckoned with, absolutely. And
2: you have played... Jerry has played with both Boston Rob and Yeah. So in terms of strategic players and playing and experience them as players, how do you compare the two of them?
3: Uh, Poverty definitely is a better player. She's much more likable, even though her flirtation gets a little bit uh, overwhelming and... Annoying at times. And she called um, you a cougar. It's and she did. Yeah, she no a bitter cougar. A bitter I cougar. don't mind cougar, but bitter cougar kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but and but Boston Rob is like really controlling, and mm-hmm. he's like you know he'll send people to follow you in the woods when you have to go take a poo. At, you know I,
0: he, he's afraid you're no going. I flung with that. Like I would have been like, no, like what is he, doing? Like,
3: yeah, no, it, it was really annoying. And and you know as much as I wanted to play the game with him, he. Um, he kind of pushed me on the outside and screwed himself Mm -hmm. but Parvati never did that she always she had a way of making people feel welcomed by her Mm -hmm. and uh, I watched (laughs) every day I watched people literally just be swept away by her charm yeah And it made me sick to my stomach, but I have to say, I sat there and I was like, wow, she is really good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's a good choice. I love it. Well, thank you so much for calling in tonight. We really appreciate it and definitely call back later on in the season.
3: Nice talking to you. Yeah, guys.
2: thank you. That was awesome. And you we, too. Have a nice night. You too, yeah, guys. we're happy yeah. you didn't call in for Dancing with the Stars or Dallas. Yeah. Because this is the Survivor after <laughs> the show.
0: <laughs> I just saw a person call, and I, I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. yeah. And you know, <laughs> for
2: all the other people watching out there, it's fun calling in, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah it, is. it actually is. See? Yeah.
2: Well, thank you so much. Have a good night, and definitely call back later in the season.
0: I'll think about it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, buddy. Thanks.
3: So, yeah, you know, tonight it was great to see tree mail again. Yes. Like last week I was saying, whatever happened to tree mail? Like, we never see anybody doing that. And I mean, that's one of the fun things for me as a player is, you know, to see like the little notes and like the little. Uh, Were, the would
2: clues. you guys often like, oh, let's go check for Treemail? Or did they tell you when to check for tree mail? They'd
3: tell us when uh, to go. And then we would go in, in pairs of two, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a great time to strategize yep. and it's a good excuse to walk off with another person yep. quietly. Mm hmm. And it just you know this the first time we've seen it, uh,
2: and the tree meal wasn't even for a challenge. It was for the <laughs> the fake reward or the reward yeah. that was a swap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So kudos to the tree mail. I know. I was like
3: tree mail, yeah. awesome. I, I got all excited for them. I'm like, oh my god, there's tree mail.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and going back, kind of the swap. So we have like the the bold and the beautiful, the young tribe, and then that the dysfunctional tribe. It seemed like the people who were most affected were Corinne was kind of pissed, and Don was you kind think of. she was pissed? Well, yeah. I mean, in terms of when Jeff was like, "Oh, Corinne, are you happy with this?" and she was just basically like, "No, we had a good thing going," and and she got uh, separated from Malcolm. She sees all the young hot people on the one tribe she's stuck with i didn't even think of that she's stuck with kind of you know the well she's got her gay that she kept talking about that she's so happy she you know she has her gay and if if the tribes were different from the beginning matt and michael would be the guys that she would want to align with
3: and now just think about it uh she knows that malcolm has an idol yes and she's on the other tribe and Malcolm, by the way, I, I gotta bring it up because tonight's <laughs> you know
2: I Your view's it. changing on Malcolm a little bit.
3: Oh Malcolm, I swear I you know, I watched him last season thinking, God, what a great player, you know. Yeah. And this, this uh episode he really turned me off, I gotta say.
2: So Jerry well, I believe what he our, said was tell the viewers why.
3: He he says <laughs> she wrote it down. I did. I was just like <laughs> ah. he said, I'm an accomplished liar when it comes to women. And I really don't want to see Malcolm that way. It's like, I feel like I'm in denial or something. I'm just like, no, come on, Malcolm, really?
2: I think, here's Uh, the thing about Malcolm in terms of that. So do you think he...
3: You know, Corinne posted pictures hanging out with Malcolm. Oh, no. Recently.
2: Really? Yeah. Well, are they a thing?
3: Rumors, right? I don't... Oh, he's probably lying to her. <laughs> but no one heard she's probably lying to him too, so they probably make a great couple.
2: <laughs> he's Corinne's a little not significantly, but she's a little older than Malcolm. Is she? Yeah. She's in her thirties. Malcolm's in his younger twenties. She
3: looks really good she this season. Good. Yeah. I, I'm like I'm really impressed with she her. She looks good.
2: Well, in terms of Malcolm so that comment, do you think he was specifically saying that in terms of survivor women or women in general?
3: It, to me, it sounded like an overall statement of his life.
2: Because in <laughs> last season, it was a clear statement that that's what he tried. You know, he tried doing with Lisa and and Denise. It, but uh, I agree, it totally seemed like he was just saying in general. Kind of, he had that yeah. cocky kind of swag to him when he said it. Yeah, and, it was uh, like
3: Malcolm, not come on, dude. Well, and
2: I think that was his. I want
3: to meet him. I want to pick his brain about that. Honestly, he
2: and from last season, that was a lot of his downfall was. Lisa, I remember her saying, like, Malcolm is the guy that will stab you in the back, and then he'll be there at the hospital bringing you flowers the next day. I don't remember She, that. she said something along the lines of that, where it's basically, <laughs> that's his type of personality, wow. where he's the good guy that you trust, but he will make the move, and then when he does make the move, you just want to give him a hug, because, oh my gosh, you're Malcolm. Yeah. And that's, I think, what he's talking about in terms of with women, where... And even, I guess, with men, he probably has the power just with people in general, like a kind of a a different version of poverty where he's not using kind of the flirtatious, sexy appeal. He's He's just quiet. He's using the the more kind of good boy charm appeal.
3: And he's quiet. Like, you see him a lot kind of standing off in the background. Whenever there's any kind of confrontation, anything that's uh, uncomfortable, Hmm. he's really good at just stepping back and letting it happen and not getting involved. And that is another sign of a really good player who's playing to win
2: yes he's 100% playing to win
3: he's he's a threat absolutely well
2: and it's funny on his new tribe now malcolm is in a position i think with andrea to kind of be the ringleader of that tribe yeah he could if he wants to use reynolds if he wants to use eddie he's got them in the palm of his hand and in his back pocket his new corinne. andrews his new corinne eric even though i do like eric and he's a huge fan of survivor which i really love I just don't see him ever making a move.
3: I want to know if he still is an ice cream scooper. (laughs) I remember
2: like video of him, I think from Michigan, being the ice cream scooper. Yeah,
3: he was like a Baskin-Robbins or something. I was like, that's a very odd um, career choice to put at the bottom of your name. Actually, I
2: read or saw that he's like selling books on Amazon, like cartoons or something. That's one of the many things he's doing now. Interesting. Look it up. He
3: draws cartoons. He,
2: dr- I think he's the author of some a cartoon book. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of interesting.
3: You know, I, that's one of my favorite things about Survivor players. This total non sequitur, <laughs> but is that most of them are very intriguing people. Oh, definitely. And then there's there's the the people who can't let like, go to the game that continue their whole life like reliving every moment on Survivor, and you know th- those are really hard people to be around because I'm always like, well, what about you? What yeah. are you? What's going on in your life? I want to know about you. And then there's the people who take the experience and then create more New opportunities
2: or different things.
3: Yeah. it's And then that's why I love getting to know people as they get off the show. And as
2: they are, as their lives and who they are outside of the reality TV world and that sort of kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. as a fan of the show, if I meet someone who's a, a reality contestant, I feel like I'm friends with them. I feel like I know them because I watch them on a reality show. That's only such a small Part of their entire life,
3: and it's a very stressful part. A part of their life that's like probably their bad and their yeah. good moments, you know, under a microscope.
2: And, and it also, for me as a viewer who doesn't know them, that's the common ground I can talk to them about. You know, it's like, like Jerry, I know your survivor experience, you know, through hosting the show. I've gotten to know other aspects of you, but as a fan who meets you maybe one time. It's hard to like go there or get into that. You know, I don't want to. Be, hey, so Jerry, uh, tell me about your uh, your marriage with your husband. You know, I'm not gonna go there. You know, as a, as a fan, so it's kind of I get it. Where when you're in that world, you enjoy getting to know people for who they are compared yeah, to just them. that's it, fun for me. Yeah. And I think you said it right on that. Like, you hope that all these people and most of these people are dynamic because they are on on the show. That's how they got there. I would hope so. Unless they're kind of boring, like Julia.
3: <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> it's funny because tonight both of us looked at each other. We're like, wow, she's actually kind of a Yeah, like, she's
2: a pretty girl. Yeah. And then she spoke tonight, and I was like, that's what her voice sounds like? <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yeah. But um, as, you know, we're fans of Survivor, we are definitely fans of our fans of the show. And so a we, fan just called
3: oh, in. Oh, we have another we have fan. Another oh, call my or. gosh. I was
2: just going to throw to, uh, okay, all right. <laughs> hey, who's on the line?
0: It's uh, Steve. Hey, Steve. How's it Hi, going? Steve. Good. I'm doing good. Good. <laughs> so you've never lied
3: to a guy.
2: Oh, oh this um, is good. Steve's asking the right questions.
3: <laughs> you know, I have to really think about it. She um, has. Oh, you can't.
0: You can't think that hard. I know better than that.
3: No, I'm. I'm serious. Like I have a very strict policy with myself. Not to tell lies I that's what got me into so much trouble to begin with yeah um yeah li- I don't what about know white
2: lies um yeah but they're not harmful
3: yeah I don't I don't know yeah I'll have to yeah. think so are you, are get, you I'm Steve, gonna get to you on next Steve, next are you calling on
2: bullshit on Jerry's kind of uh, comment towards Malcolm <laughs> I think oh he yeah, is. no, no, no.
3: I w- no. I could never say that about myself. I would never say, "Oh, I'm an accomplished liar," especially when it comes to men. <laughs> no,
0: I know how to get what
3: I want with um, other means. Oh, <laughs> it has nothing to do with guys lying. Guys
0: try to get what they want by
3: other means too, by telling them that they love them and that they're beautiful. And well, they better mean it. All that fun stuff. I can tell when they're lying. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So Steve, did, did what you did you th- what did you think of tonight's episode? I am sorry. What did you think of tonight's episode?
0: I liked it. I was just wondering there at the very beginning of the show when Malcolm was sitting in the background when Philip was going through his little speech.
3: Oh, at the very beginning of the show?
0: What were you what yeah. were you wondering about? I don't think Malcolm was
2: buying any of it. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we didn't talk about it a little bit, but Philip was talking about the Brandon situation, right? Right. Yeah, and how everyone just shut up. And then we saw later in the show when Philip got back from losing the immunity challenge. What happens is Philip again speaks to his new tribe, his group. So what Philip does is just speak, 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 and he has this power that everybody walks on eggshells egg around him. It's <laughs> crazy. He's a he's crazy. But everybody just lets him do what he does. And even Corinne said it. He is the most annoying person. He's like a baby on an airplane with diarrhea and crying the whole airplane. But we shut up and we listen to him because we need his vote. And that's how we keep him in rain. So I agree with you that everybody, not just Malcolm, they're just sitting there listening to his bull. They're yeah. listening to it because they don't want the bigger problem of if, if Philip is let loose and if he's loose cannon.
3: Yeah. And I I think um, uh, I was just going to say something in relation to Brandon. Uh, oh, well, here's, here right here is a really good example of people who sit back and let someone crazy mm-hmm. like Philip just do his thing and just let it go, knowing that there's this other big picture in mind. Yes. Whereas Brandon couldn't stop focusing on it and it drove him crazy to the point where he quit.
2: 100%. That's a yeah. good way of looking at it. Yeah. Micro versus macro levels.
3: Yeah. It's yeah. all it's all about how badly you want a million dollars, how much butt you're willing to kiss, and how much crap you're willing to tolerate. <laughs> do you like how I'm holding yeah, back the curse I know, yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Steve, do you think you could, uh, what would you do if you were on a tribe with someone like Philip? How would you handle it?
0: Build <laughs> uh, them off.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: he wouldn't put up with his uh crap really? would,
3: would you vote him off I, if I, you I've had his vote crashed. like if you had his vote 100 percent, like he was going to be by your side the entire time and you knew that you could do you know no wrong in his eyes would you still vote him off just because he was annoying
0: i know not because he's annoying but because i don't think you never trust a person like that
3: oh okay okay
2: I get it. So you yeah, you don't feel like you could trust him so out he goes. Interesting. Absolutely. What did you think that you <laughs> did you like how the tribe swap broke down tonight or were you do kind of on our on my level where I think it was just kind of like the fans are screwed now, you know?
0: The fans
2: are screwed. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's sad. I, I, Man, I hope this doesn't become predictable. What do we have,
2: like, eight more episodes to go? I don't think it's going to be predictable. There's going to be shake-ups. <laughs>
3: they need to swap again. <laughs> they need, let's, pull, let's get those eggs out again next week. Can <laughs> we try them all in one <laughs> yeah. basket, please?
2: Let's just every week do a swap to you shake the season up. You know that
3: saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket? Put them all in one basket, please! We, we want them please. in one basket, dude. <laughs> Good God.
2: So well, look, looking at the favorites the and the, the fans, Steve, who are you rooting for? Who am I rooting for? Malcolm. Malcolm.
3: Really? No,
0: actually, I'd love to see Jerry win it, but she's not on it.
2: <laughs> that is the best answer you could have had. Well, yeah. Steve, thank you so much for calling in, buddy.
0: You guys have a good night. Yeah, you too. call
2: back again sometime. <laughs> well, I just do have to say pointed out there that tonight, it's just me and Jerry, and we've already got two callers.
3: That's right. We, we don't usually get callers
2: all the time, so thank you for calling in. We definitely want more people to call in. We love our fans. We love when you guys participate, and, you know, we our videos are posted on YouTube. Comment on YouTube. Go to iTunes. Rate our show. Please give us five stars. Give us your comments more than anything. We want to know what you think we're doing good, what we can improve upon. Who would you like to see call in? Who would you like to see us try and get in here as guests? We definitely love your feedback. We read it, and we, uh, we want you guys to keep commenting, keep responding to us tweet us all that sort of good stuff so please go to itunes rate us and go to youtube and uh, twitter
3: that's right right. or if you'd like to right now you can call (laughs) 424-256-1729 that's 424-256-1729 do you have
2: a voiceover agent because i think you need to start doing voiceovers i would
3: love to do voiceovers hopefully it's
2: not when people are calling you know some some different lines
3: i would love to do voiceovers. Are you kidding me? You can sit at home in your pajamas. <laughs> yeah. Any any job that you get paid that amount of money just to sit in your pajamas and just talk. Just
2: talking to a mic. <laughs> Easy, right?
3: I'm all over it. So,
2: Immunity Challenge, <laughs> when we saw it right away, you had flashbacks, Jerry.
3: Oh, my gosh. I was like, wait, that looks very familiar. It was totally from Heroes and Villains. Heroes
2: and Villains Challenge, where it was huge wooden blocks.
3: They're so heavy. How those heavy things? are
2: those things, would you say?
3: Oh, you. I mean... It took like four or five people to lift it straight up off the ground. It is wow. that heavy.
2: Wow. So they had to run out in the field two at a time, roll these huge, gigantic, wooden, heavy boxes.
3: Which isn't very hard. Well, that's if you hard. get a rhythm, a rhythm. going. Okay. Yeah. Which
2: the orange, I always, uh, Gota. Gota. The Gota tribe got a rhythm right away. Boom, 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 boom. I think what there were what, eight pieces or eight, eight of them.
3: Something like that. Something
2: like that. Yeah. Where they were and they got they basically finished gathering their pieces before the other tribe. The other tribe still had two left on the field, and they started putting them together. Where there was a level of three kind of stairs, three kind of levels you had to lift the boxes the wooden boxes to spell fans versus favorites on the side of the box yeah so in doing that challenge you have done that challenge (laughs) kind of like from experience how can you kind of describe what is going on in terms of communication strength physical mental aspects
3: this uh, challenge is one of those that requires everyone's cooperation, whether that means you are the one directing where the box is going to go or if you're the one keeping your mouth shut, taking the direction. There cannot be more than one chief in this particular challenge. Because um, the physical part is a given. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it's tough. Those yeah. things are heavy. But when you start trying to put together the puzzle, it's really not that hard. No, it it's not hard. It doesn't look at all. hard at all. If you know how to spell, <laughs> you can put the blocks together. Yeah. It's very simple. Which
2: Julia doesn't know how to spell. We found out I, tonight. I mean,
3: it was so frustrating to watch that entire tribe just completely implode. Yeah. And, and there's favorites on there that should know better.
2: It's almost like they gave up.
3: They, they were literally, yeah. like, standing looking at blocks and yeah. going, duh. Well, you know? And they,
2: I think I was, they were just demoralized from the Gota tribe was so far ahead. And they were just rocking and rolling. But
3: if you can't give up just because yeah. someone's ahead. I mean, I, There was a couple challenges we did on Heroes and Villains that were whoever was, you know, dictating or directing, whatever the case may be. Um, the
2: dictator. How
3: to, <laughs> how to do something. Who, Even though the other team was already done and had won. Um, we would still, still finish it. Oh,
2: that's awesome. Because I would it, love that. Yeah. yeah. And it's the accomplishment.
3: Yeah. You just feel like, okay, we didn't ever give up yeah. until it was completely done.
2: That's cool. So when you were talking, kind of when we were watching the show, you were saying how you remember being almost like under the block, and Russell was trying to pick it up and direct it, and
3: it was. I mean, I'm not even kidding you. That was one of the challenges where I, I had a moment where I went, you know what? We could all end up in the hospital because wow. I remember Russell was up on the top block mm-hmm. and we had, it was our last block and he had to reach down. And and he doesn't know,
2: have the longest arms. Let's no. just point that out. <laughs> <laughs> no.
3: And when he bends down, he's not going up that much more either. But uh, he was up there just ready to strong arm the box. And I think there was like four or five of us underneath of wow. it, literally like under it. Like, if it fell, it was going to fall directly down on top of all of us. Yeah. You know, those are the moments in Survivor you go, this is really it, real. And we even
2: saw that tonight with Reynolds. He almost, he fell off one of the the, the ledges.
3: And it's high. That's They're high. very yeah, high Yeah, it's
2: high. <laughs> I mean, the boxes are taller than some of the contestants. Yeah. You know? Uh, It's a
3: hardcore challenge. It looks
2: like it. And it looks like those are the. I love the more of the kind of mental slash really physical challenges Mm -hmm. on Survivor. So Mm -hmm. it's a good challenge. And clearly, go to one. (laughs) Yeah. I
3: mean, the young.
2: The the strong tribe which
3: The young good looking tribe
2: The Eddie tribe of the young good looking people Clearly (laughs) dominated I mean no surprise there Uh, (laughs) Sending You know the Bacall tribe back to camp Upset and I I think Dawn was even kind of crying She was crying at some point in this episode was it then? Is that her I thing? I think that's, She's an emotional woman. I
3: missed. I missed her first season. God, I, so, I love
2: Dawn. I think she's great.
3: Yeah, she seems like a very nice woman, but she does.
2: She cries a lot. Cries. She gets a lot. emotional. Emotionally invested. That's
3: understandable, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, you lost the challenge. Now what? <laughs> Quit your crying. There's no crying in Survivor. No
2: crying in Survivor. (laughs) Well, from the previews or the promos, they wanted us to believe that this was going to be Philip versus Corinne tonight. Yeah,
3: what was that? It was all about
2: Philip versus Corinne.
3: All the teasers leading up to this episode was like, "Annoying or Philip's most annoying person I've ever met my whole life." He's gone. Then Philip, Corinne, she's definitely the next one out of here. Did anybody even see that? We
2: saw a few, but it was definitely built up that that was going to be the clear...
3: It was weird, right? It was
2: kind of weird. Something but I think it was, if you, this off. episode, most all the rem- memorable kind of interview moments were from Corinne. Yeah. Corinne, left and right, was giving us funny lines, making us crack up, giving the jabs. Yeah. She was She was doing justice to the, the Jerry lookalike on the show.
3: Uh, it's the first episode where I went... She- kind of does look like me a little bit
2: <laughs> see, this episode i was it's, watching i was looking across the table at you and i was like corinne and jerry definitely look alike
3: it was yeah it was kind of creepy i was like you kind I of I grown
2: see. fond fond of corinne this season
3: yeah i you know i just to give you a little history on my personal views yes. on corinne um, again, this is this is a, this is a dic- disclaimer as well because I would like all of you survivor contestants out there who at some point are the victim of my opinion. <laughs> I want you to know that if I have not met you in person, I am strictly basing my opinion on what I see on the show, like anybody else. And you're
2: a fan as well as a, a player.
3: Exactly. I watch the show. I enjoy it, and I get very emotionally involved. Cheers. So, <laughs> <laughs> but when I meet you, if you then show me. Other sides of you that make me realize that maybe I was being a little unfair in my original idea of who you are. Then I'm the first one to go, Wow, oh my god, that was amazing. I'm so well.
2: You've never happy. met Corinne,
3: I have not met Corinne, but
2: she's changed your opinion because you're seeing you feel like you're seeing a different side of her on this season.
3: Well, or her no? original season, the way she attacked Sugar about. Um, like belittling her for Mm -hmm. crying and her dad had just died, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was, I looked at this Corinne person who everyone said was like me, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and on a different season. I was like, I would never do that. Like if somebody was really upset about their dad dying, I would never belittle that. Mm -hmm. I would, I can't even imagine uh, losing my dad. So my opinion of Corinne was very adamant, like, what a... Bitch. And yeah, I said it. Like, uh, I was just like, I don't want to ever meet her. Like, what kind of mean person is this? But, you know, then I, I met Sugar and I kind of understood. <laughs> <a little bit.
2: laughs> that is not where I was seeing that. No,
3: no. And not that, not that it has anything to do with her father dying because that still is a horrific thing that I would never make fun of. But I could understand where she might grate on your nerves a little bit. Okay. I could see that. So now I'm like giving Corinne a clean slate, right? So I'm watching her on this season. And this episode, I was like, I I kind of like her. I yeah. like her her um, her punchlines and her her uh, her calling out people. And on their she's stuff.
2: being strategic. She's sh- making the conscious decision yeah. of these are all the things I think. She's but not being not passive about it either. I'm not going to say this. I'm not going <laughs> to say this until it's just me and the camera, me and the fans, me and my survivor time where I can say whatever <laughs> I want. But then when she's the one who's saying there and sitting there listening to Philip after a challenge saying, we're a team. you got to do this. you got to do blah, 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 blah. And
3: break. Yeah, and then, and she's you know,
2: like, I loved, I think one of the best current moments of the episode in terms of strategy-wise was when she... Pulled Dawn aside and said, listen, Dawn, already 30 minutes out of the beach. Phillip's already talked to Julia about <laughs> flipping to our side. We don't need anyone to flip. What is it? And she's basically, I, I can't stand him. I want him off to do But he's my number. Yeah, you know? he's my number.
3: She's I mean, I, I have to say she's being very strategic and I think she's going to be around to the end. I really do. Ooh. I do. I, I can see it happening. The
2: tough thing I think Corinne has about her in terms of that it works against her in terms of that is she I feel like she has the personality that she she's a she threatens people where like she is a strong good strategic player and people are threatened by that. She I think she has that personality, to it. yes, where it's more kind of abrasive. Whereas, like, a Brenda and Andrea, when they're acting like Corinne, they come off a little softer and less threatening. Whereas, Corinne, I feel like, is going to be the one who people look to as we got to go after Corinne. She's threatening. And she's a strong woman. She's confident. She's great. She's pretty she's threatening. I just feel like I, I like her and I want her to go far. I think she's doing great.
3: She kind of makes people bristle. Mm-hmm. And that is also another reason why I've kind of grown to like her. Cause yeah. I remember when I had that effect on people and it was a yeah. lot about this, you know, cause you go out there, you want to be tough. You want to, you know, you want to let people know that you can handle it and you're a tough girl and yeah, you know, yeah. but what happens when you give off that is sometimes, people get freaked out yeah it's true there is something to be said for allowing yourself to be vulnerable so Mm -hmm. maybe if she softens it up a little bit maybe she needs
2: a little alone time with malcolm first (laughs) softened
3: well now they're on different tracks i know (laughs) what are
2: they gonna do pass hidden idols to each other like uh, jt and russell
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that'll never happen no so we go let's talk strat
2: strategy strategically in terms of you have the Bakal tribe. There's three fans. Clearly one of the fans is going to go. So it's the question of which fan do we go. For a while, they, you know, it was Julia, Julia, Julia. She didn't do well at the challenge. She's weaker. And people just seem to like Matt and Michael better. We love, we liked Matt and Michael. We yeah. liked their alliance. They're kind of an odd couple. They've been playing a great game together. And then Cochran was the first one that said... You know, why are we not going after Matt or Michael? They have a duo. They're a tight, outspoken alliance. Why are we going to keep a threatening alliance in the game when we could take one of them? And they were really, really concerned about the hidden immunity idol. The hidden idol, again, playing a role in the game, which is what it's designed to do.
3: I wonder if there's another one hidden on that tribe now.
2: Oh, you think so? Even though, oh, because Malcolm. Well, look, Malcolm and Reynolds both have the idols on that one tribe. So you're, you're wondering if they would place another one?
3: Yeah, if they got no. another one hidden at that camp. I kept thinking about Who that knows? the whole episode. I was like, you guys should be out looking for an idol. Yeah. You don't know. No. I mean, I wouldn't... The way the, the game goes now, I would yeah. never assume anybody has no. it. I would assume that it's always hidden somewhere. I would never stop looking. <laughs> Just yeah. don't stop True. looking. You've got to
2: keep looking. Yeah. You've got to keep looking. So Julia obviously went up to Michael and Matt and was like, who are you guys voting? Let's vote together. Let's vote Don." they lied. Okay, sure. We're going to vote off Julia. So they pitted them against each other. And then it was ultimately down to the favorites. You had Corinne and Philip after all the disagreements agreeing we should go after Matt. And then Don and Cochran well they wanted Matt too but it was kind of there was a little Julia or Matt it was kind of up in the air um, was no, it was, had- no, I was wrong. It's Philip and Corinne wanted Julia out. Dawn, was it? yeah, they. Uh, if I'm remembering, on the beach, that moment on yeah. the beach,
3: I know that two Julia, of them wanted the same. Corinne person.
2: said that she wanted Julia out because she's boring. Remember we were oh, laughing. Yeah. She's like yeah. she's boring. <laughs> she's like she brings nothing to our chief. She's a waste of space. Except
3: a nasally except voice. Except a
2: nasally voice. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was Corinne I was and like, Philip. Damn. They wanted the Julia that just appeared this episode to be gone, and then Cochran and Dawn wanted. Matt to be gone and it looks like Cochran and Don actually called the shot and they went after Matt and Matt unfortunately yeah sorry Matt you're such a good guy I
3: know I would love to talk to Matt got the boot yeah that would that it's really bummed me out too because I really enjoyed the way he was playing he yeah. was he was very strategic and the way he was sitting there taking Philip's uh, speech like yeah. that whole when Philip approached the two of them in the shelter I wanted to throw up I was just like really Philip he's like I think I wrote down something. Stealth R us. He was explaining stealth R us, and he said to Matt something, um, oh, yeah, you will never make it to the (laughs) merge, but we will use you whenever we need you for a vote. I was like, did Philip (laughs) really?
2: If you want in on this group, what you have to do is when other people come to you and tell you things, you have to just listen, and then you don't do it, and you come to me, and I tell you what to do.
3: Yeah. Or he was like, or if I want you to do something, I won't tell you. I'll send someone else to tell you. I'm like, what is but he here, saying? In that moment,
2: though, and Matt was just listening and saying, yes, OK, Philip, yes. And then his confessional is Philip's crazy. Duh, duh. But here's the crazy thing. Everyone in their confessional is talking about how crazy Philip is. But in the game? Philip is in control of them. Like, they are walking around Philip as if they can't do anything against Philip. Eventually, they'll probably go after him. But up until this point in the game, Philip has been in this crazy, weird, kind of in control. I don't know. But, Only on Survivor. But it's Philip crazy. <laughs> and they're just kind of doing whatever Philip wants hey. them to do. At this point in the game still, yeah. it baffles my mind.
3: I know. It's only in the game of Survivor it that someone like Philip could mind. be in control. And
2: it's almost <laughs> a brilliant strategy if you get to the point where, yes, everybody's doing it and keeping Philip along. And then the flip switches of what Boston Rob did keep this guy to the end because everybody can't stand him and he'll never win in a vote. Yeah. You know, it's kind of it's that strategy of Philip. maybe is one of those players like Russell can always get to the end, but, but never, never win. win.
3: Yeah, I think I think there's definitely a threat of Philip doing that.
2: In part of Matt, I feel like it's just bad. There's luck. Luck plays such a huge role in this game.
3: That is a huge thing yeah. um, that, that most people forget in the game of Survivor. It's not always about strategy. It's not always about how how you treat other people. Sometimes it's just luck and, and I period. think specifically the
2: luck and I think the swap is the bad luck for all the fans in this time I mean yeah. the, the fan I see going the furthest now is is Sherry I see Sherry getting in with Andrea and Brenda and I see her kind of going the furthest now and I think she may be on the side of good luck if you want to say that but in, in terms of luck I don't I don't know yeah. it's sad I'm kind of bummed for the fan I'm bummed and I'm kind of pissed because these fans are stupid <laughs> I ain't watching stupid fans. Ah. We
3: did agree that Reynolds definitely watched Survivor before he got out there. Gosh,
2: I mean, (laughs) at least like Reynolds and I mean, they're they're strategic in a sense. They know how to play the game. Like Matt, Michael, I think even Julia, she was impressed with me. They're not dumb, Mm -hmm. but just like. I think one of the biggest things is the the fact that the fans let Reynolds and Eddie become such a faction and become such a, a different part. I think that was, a, from earlier, a stupid move. Even if they're on the outs of your alliance, make them feel like they're on the ins. So then when you do have these swaps, you're not going at each other's throats right away.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: Bummer, man.
3: We're supposed to wrap up. Oh, we're wrapping. All right.
2: Let's wrap it up. All right. So, Jerry, <laughs> predictions. Who do you see going next week?
3: Oh, I'm just going to throw it out there and say one of the fans oh
2: shocker <laughs> shocker yeah, all right. I'll say Eddie I don't know yeah. <laughs> but alright that is our episode for tonight thank you guys uh, for checking us out make sure to check us out next week and we will maybe see AJ and Ryan back here But oh uh, we'll and guess who be might
3: be here next week Sandra? Sandra we want
2: Sandra back so Sassy definitely come
3: Sandra. get
2: Sandra next week so Jay where can people find you
3: uh, at Jerrymanthy on Twitter, you can find me on Facebook Manthe two, and you can also check out my website with all kinds of fun things Jerrymanthy dot com.
2: And after you spend an hour finding all the Jerry sites, you can check me out at <laughs> JustinWalter.com dot com or Justin F Walter on Twitter. So thank you guys, and uh,
1: the tribe has spoken.